want to just build a force of financially empowered millionaires, but who are broken and reactionary CEOs. And so I found that this relationship with money and money therapy work is one of the most important things that an entrepreneur can do. Hello, listeners. You know, I don't know if any of you have ever really thought about this before, but it's about your relationship with money. And maybe you have because it's something that people probably talk about. But I wondered if you've ever thought about how how it's actually really affected revenue in your business and just overall profitability and growth. And today's guest is a phenomenal woman who I met years ago, and I'm just so excited to connect with her again. But we we had a really incredible interview talking about some of the things that block us when it comes to making more money. I mean, it's as simple as that. And I think, you know, it's really easy to say, oh no, I'm I'm all good. I just know that I want to make more money. But you might not actually realize what's preventing you from doing that. And she just has this incredible process of taking that she takes you through to to learn what that might be. And you might think, um, is that really possible? Well, there's some stories that she tells in our interview today of just the the amount of progress and growth that some women have made in just three months and in less than a year, four months. And it it really blows you away. So I'm I'm telling you this right after having completed the interview with Jennifer Love. That's my guest. So let me tell you a little bit about her, and then I want to tell you what to listen out for because you will not want to miss this. So Jennifer Love is, she's actually rated into the top 5% of all advisors globally. And her big mission that we just touched on, so I want to tell you a little bit more about it right now, is it's called One More Woman Movement. And that whole mission is to lead 10 million high-impact women entrepreneurs in scaling their business beyond a million dollars each year and helping them fully own and earn their worth. And we've got some examples in this episode of women who have done that again in like three months, like just a really short period of, of time. Listen up because you'll you'll want to hear how they did that. But she's just had this incredible experience as an entrepreneur that led her to, to helping other entrepreneurs take the stress out of money and just I mean, I think that's something that as entrepreneurs, you just have, whether you, you know, admit to it or not, that's a big stress point in business is, you know, the amount of money that you either need, if you need to raise money, how to manage money, how to make sure that you are profitable. These are these are real stress factors when you're running your own business. And she's got incredible ways to to help you navigate through all of that and in a very quick amount of time. But she's, let me tell you some cool, cool things about Jennifer. So she will serve as a judge for events like Startup Weekend. She'll be on stage speaking to audiences and preparing entrepreneurs to land a shark on Shark Tank. She will advise clients behind the scenes of BizFix with Marcus Limonis, you know him from The Profit. And she she meets with community leaders and government officials. She negotiates with investors and she advises leaders of Fortune 200 companies and celebrities as well in growth strategies, um, training communities. And she really is just 
all about mindset and tactical skills. And it's just so great and and actually like really refreshing because sometimes I think it we think, oh, all I have to do is X, Y, and Z in terms of numbers, you know, make this much, do this to make that much. Like, you know, we put we put stress on ourselves because we do certain things and we don't see the results. And you often don't really realize that it actually may have to do with yourself and a certain block or a certain certain limit that you're really putting on yourself that you might not have realized. So listen out for these stories. One in particular, Chalet, who I was talking about um, in three months, who grew her her business 227% and really increased dramatically her profitability and how how her sales were and how to avoid refunds and cancellations. There's another story that's just phenomenal, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal of a woman who had a business that was doing somewhere around half a million a year and brought that to over a billion dollars. Yes, you heard that right. So listen, because these are some really, really great stories. And I know you're going to relate to some of the struggles, especially you know if you're a startup business, if you've had a small business at any part in your entrepreneurial career, wherever you're at right now, you will relate to some of these, the stress of payroll, the stress of having to pay loan loans back. That's what we're talking about. We're going deep into it. So listen up. And if you want to hear more about Jennifer Love, we will tell you how you can work with her, where to find more information, all that good stuff. So enjoy the episode. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are very welcome, Summer. It's great to connect with you again. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while and you've just been doing all sorts of amazing things. I'd love to get the high level journey of how you got to where you are at today, like your entrepreneurial journey, if, just to give our listeners a little taste of, of who you are before we dive into all this juicy stuff. Yeah, sure. Well, I've had a really incredible entrepreneurial adventure over the last 20 years started five companies in that 20-year period of time. And I've advised a lot of companies or partnered in a lot of companies in that process. And I'm a trained therapist with a master's in organizational and behavioral psychology. And I've been rated as one of the top 1% business advisors in the US. And you know what's been interesting about that summer is that I've had the front row seat to not only my own journey, (laughs) but the entrepreneurs in which I've advised along the way over those 20 years. And I've got to see a lot of the similar stories. And my journey started out kind of weaving its way along, you know, finding my path. And I started out in writing business plans and doing strategic planning back in, oh gosh, 1999. I'm totally dating myself right now. <laughs> uh, and thought I was going to thought I was going to be a strategist for the FBI, and that's why. Oh, I was, wow. Yeah, I was training to to, to do that, and and ended up um, finding that was a little too dark for my taste, and wanted to focus and move the the light forward, the consciousness forward in the world, and and that's how I got into that business plan writing and strategic development. 
and started working with companies like some automotive groups and some pharmaceutical companies and some celebrities even that were, that was, there were some fun projects in there. And through that journey, I found that I used business as one of my own healing mechanisms and tools. And that's been the interesting thing in reflecting back on my business adventure is that each venture has been the next evolution and step in my own healing journey of what I needed to learn personally. And even founding a chocolate company, a wholesale chocolate company in 2009 with a business partner. And now, you know, having founded one more woman and stepping fully into being a money therapist and developing other therapists through this process that I've been working on for 20 years. And women leaders primarily our relationship with money. And so yeah. that's, that's what I've been up to. It's been this windy journey that somehow seems like it, how is it all connected? And yet when I look back, it's just really all connected to my own personal story and personal journey of healing. I love how, how, I don't think I've heard anybody else say that before, that business has helped them with their, their journey, their healing journey, because mm-hmm. most people won't put those two together. And then of course you hear money therapist. And I think without knowing exactly what you do, I think so many people just raise their hand and say, I'm in <laughs> because they know <laughs> that there's, there's something to be, you know, that I, I think that that's a, a really big pain point, whether you have it, you don't have it, you know what to do with it, don't know what to do with it. I mean, it's, it's such a pain point, especially for entrepreneurs. And I'd love to, I really want to go into that like deep, you know, and, and how, what you see as the biggest struggle for entrepreneurs and especially women, because you are helping women get to that first million dollars and surpass that million dollars in their business. And I'd like, love to hear what is it that you see is that biggest, you know, roadblock for them? And what's that big stress point for them? You know, it's been, it's been fascinating doing this work. So I've got over a hundred entrepreneurs that I've done this, this money therapy work with, and we've been studying that research and, and looking at what that information is telling us. Cause there's, there's a lot of story in those metrics and in that information. And what has been interesting for me in this path of money therapy is that, you know, I set out thinking, well, let's just help women leaders and women cross that million dollar mark and let's get them to profitability and let's do that, you know, with as many women as we possibly can. And it's one thing to to financially empower millionaires, those who, you know, all right, let's say a hundred thousand and let's get them to, you know, that million. And, and, and then what I found was that I can, I can work with someone who is at a hundred thousand and they, they're in that lack, that scarcity mindset there. It's, you know, <laughs> the typical story, right. Yeah. Of, of working your butt off and, and, and everything just feels really hard. It's hard. Everything is a struggle. Right. Yeah. And and what that can show up like is, you know, I want to take on any client that I could possibly get. Or, you know, gosh, I just can't I keep finding myself in this feast and famine 
kind of road. Like I can make the money, but then it seems to go right back out the door, right? And the, the stories like this go on and on and on. But what I found as these leaders were beginning to make the money, that there was this interesting sabotage that began to happen. And so they would be making the million or the 10 million. They'd be, they'd be even profitable. But then partners would start stealing from them. They'd be giving mm. away because they feel guilty for having it. And so the relationship with capacity to actually receive and hold on and manage that money to, to really leverage it for financial security, to make it work for them to build wealth, or to even have a healthy relationship with giving rather than just giving it away, <laughs> giving it away with healthy boundaries in a way that really supported what, they are, what their values are, along with things that will move impact forward in a way that's meaningful for them. Right. Um, I saw this all being interrupted. And so I, I began to say, well, this is interesting. We, I, I don't want to just build a force of financially empowered millionaires, but who are broken and reactionary CEOs. And so I found that this relationship with money and money therapy work is one of the most important things that an entrepreneur can do because it's one of the things that transforms the relationship with money the fastest. I'll, I'll give you an example of that if that's okay. Yes, please. I love examples. <laughs> so. So I recently posted on, on my personal Facebook page, the story of uh, Chalet and Chalet started doing this money therapy work. This was April of this year. So 2019, she came, she sat down with me for two days. We did this deep dive money therapy session and we began to really uncover all the things that were in her way, how she was being in relationship with money and what was her, holding her back. Like she was really, truly a very brave soul because she had to go into the psychology of her inner world and what was running her. And within that, she saw that the way that she had set up her business, it really couldn't grow. And she got to see why it couldn't grow. And she got to see how the frustrations that she was experiencing with her team were actually directly connected to her own bullshit. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah, and she got to see how she even capped her revenue potential. And then, you know, we began to look at, well, what does she need to do to shift that? And what, what this woman did in 90 days, now this is a woman who is down in Southern California and she is a speech therapist. So she's working with young kids to help them be able to, to express themselves vocally um, through body language and, and help them improve their language skills, right? So this is someone who has already built a thriving company and yet has this cap and the way that she was relating with her team and herself in it. And she was working like 65, 70 hours a week. So she was really having a, <laughs> really having a hard time. But when she dug in, what she had and realized she had to do was undo the way that she was actually working and how she, how she was even spending her time. She had to realign her team. She had to set boundaries with clients. She had to focus on the private clients and stop accepting certain kinds of insurance, which means that she began really marketing to screen people out 
rather than just accepting everyone and trying to take on a bunch of different kinds of insurance. She had us really switch from running like a small practice kind of mentality to running and growing a big business mindset. Right. Uh, And she had to step into being a CEO, which meant that she needed to release all the that meant she was actually being the therapist herself and she had to develop her other therapist and then set up systems in her business that would enable her to actually scale. Within three months, here's what happened for Chalet. When she really dug in to all of this for herself. And by the way, it really required for her to trust herself, to focus, to prioritize, and to have the courage and discipline to do it all, right? right, right. Here's, what, here's what happened for Chalet in three months. She went from working 65 to 70 hours to 45 to 50 hours a week. Now, we want to get her to even better than that, but that's a pretty good improvement oh, yeah. over a three-month period of time, right? She grew her revenue 227% year over year. So from the same time frame of the previous year, which was actually a 97% growth in that three months, she shifted how money was being received in her business, which meant that she was significantly decreasing cancellations in her business. She hired other spe- more speech therapists so that she could actually fully step into being 100% the CEO in her business rather than doing the work, rather than being in the business. She could work on the business. We, we hear that a lot. Yeah. Confidence scorecard went from two out of five to 4.5 out of five. And she's got this, there's these four different money personalities that I, I've identified. She's what's called the money cautioner. So the money cautioner is really terrified of investing in their business. She had to step out of being terrified of investing in her business and begin to really take calculated risks. And then as a result, began really heavily investing in her business. So not only did her revenue grow summer, but so did her profitability. Yeah. And what she saw was that her clients were actually getting really excited about her and the business and the other therapists and the referrals have been coming in at all time, like high. So this is a woman who in three months really dug into her relationship with money. And I mean, we're talking about seriously turned explosion and scalability in her business on. Now, in like, this is four months, four months later. So three months was, that would have been August, four months later into September. She's now being invited to being contributing writer for a parenting magazine. She's on track to double her revenue. And she like, just has like all kinds of opportunities that are coming in like more and more and more. So she's drawing in and magnetizing more abundance because of how she has removed the things that energetically were blocking her. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I think that's so amazing. And you know, what's interesting is that I think, you know, just hearing some of those things, I go, Hmm, I start to question like, where might I have some blocks? And I think sometimes you just don't realize it until you work with that person that can help bring it out. What are some of the things that you do to actually help people discover that? Well, one of the, one of my favorite ways, because it's the deepest, it's the most meaningful. And it's the thing that I find really shifts things the fastest for folks is this deep money therapy 
session. It's a two day, it's a two day session where we sit together and we are digging in to all the things that are running you. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, you know, it, it requires someone who's willing to, to be courageous enough to really look. Yeah. It requires taking the time out in your schedule. But I, what I, what I find over and over and over again, and again, I've, I've had this and done this work with over a hundred entrepreneurs over the last couple of years, every single time when someone is willing to come and sit and do this kind of deep work, the awareness and what they see as a result of doing that kind of deep work is so life changing. It's not just business changing. It's not just like a, a knob that turns on the ability for you to scale, but it's life changing. Because what I'm finding, like I look at another client that we've worked with, and I'll give you two examples here. One, Lily. Lily last year, 2018, when we started working with her, she thought she was going to do about four to six hundred thousand in revenue. Okay, now this is a gal who was a quarter of a million dollars in debt. And we're talking about the loan shark kind of debt, right? Yeah. So it was bad. And she wasn't profitable. She had a team of about just shy of 20 people. And she was having a hard time making payroll on a monthly basis. Her management team was like, she just wasn't aligned. Like there was just a lot of conflict going on in the management team, let alone in the team. And her confidence was just going down the drain. Right. So this we is doing- so many people's story too. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. <laughs> but, you I, know, it's just like, this is normal, right? right this is right. normal stuff that I see. And, and so, and so we started working with her and, and doing this deep money therapy work. Here's what happened for Lily. She thought she was going to have a four to $600,000 a year. She ended up at 1.4 million. Last oh my year. gosh. She, so by June of this year, she already did 1.5 million. Okay. So and for the first time in her business of, I think it was seven or eight years. I'd have to go back and look profitable for the first time and paid off a third of that debt by the end of last year. I think she's completely paid it off now and now has a team of over 30. Her management team and her are completely aligned. And she is, she went from working 70 hours a week to now working 35. Her issue now and how her money story is showing up for her now is around the guilt that she feels about making money on other people's backs. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's interesting because we'll do the, the deep work and then things begin to shift and relationship with money and then money begins to open up and profitability begins to open up. The way you're even working and showing up with your team begins to shift, but then your, your money story begins to rear its head in other little ways. And it's like, okay, well, we got to keep doing that work Yeah, <laughs> because the guilt begins to set in and, and that's pretty common. I see that, you know, again, I kind of spoke to that earlier, but it's pretty common to see that happen. I'll take another, one more story here, kind of a quicker one. Terry, this was three years ago, did this deep work with Terry and she runs on a FinTech company. She was a, she and her brother were, had started this company together and, you know, she, the typical entrepreneurial story, again, kind of struggling Revenue about two fifty three hundred thousand, and just kind of getting started and and just in it, working her butt off, sacrificing herself, and really not happy. Yeah, and finding herself actually depressed. 
um, because she was working too much and just sacrificing herself too much. We did this deep work. I was back in Toronto last summer and Terry came up to me after speaking, after I had spoken on stage and she grabbed my hands into hers and she behind her sweet little glasses, she, she starts crying. And she said, Jennifer, I just want to thank you so much for the work that we did together because I'm now running a billion dollar company. What? Uh, and, and I was like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> wow. And she's like, now I'm dealing with how I'm going to actually handle manage all because that that's that's not typical. <laughs> Let me just say, right. right? To go to go from under a million to 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 you know over a billion in about two, two and a half years. That's not typical, but that's possible. And and that's what can happen when we really do the work that's necessary to look at these kinds of things for ourselves, the most important part of this for this gal was doing like she went head first. She dove straight into the things that she needed to do and look at and be with in her relationship with money. And And when we do that, and I see it over and over and over again for leaders, when they go and do this deep work with their relationship with money, man, it's like it ignites them and it turns them on not only in their business, but also in their life. Yeah. And not, and not in ways, and I think this is the important part. It's not about sacrificing ourselves and suffering. In fact, that's part of the problem, but it's really about how we're being in relationship with ourselves. Right. Yeah. What are, what are some of the, what are, How am I going to ask this question? I guess the question is, I think that, you know, in order to do this work, you have to, you've got to be open and vulnerable. Yeah. And what are, what are some of the things that you can do? Because, you know, I hear this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can, I can see how this can help so many people. And I want to address those, you know, objections and, and how it's okay to be vulnerable and how do you, how you can break through that? Because I would imagine that that might be the hardest part is just getting there. And then, and then you go in to do the deep work. I know there, you know, that's, but to me, the hardest part would be actually going, okay, I've got to be open here and I've got to really take a deep, hard look. You really do. That's my job. I lead you through that process of vulnerability, right. And create that psychologically safe environment yeah. to be able to, to do that. And so we create a no judgment zone and, <laughs> and then we invite the, the guilt, the shame, the blame, the judgment, the fear to just head right out the door. We can pick it up later if we want, but it, it, during the sessions, you know, it, it's just not, it's just not welcome. Right. And when for each of these entrepreneurs that I've worked with, it it's it's amazing. I'm always amazed at the trust that they put in to me during the session because they do go vulnerable. And that's where the breakthroughs happen. That's where this work really is effective, is when you're able to just allow yourself to be seen for all that is and just go. I'm here with someone who's gonna, who's gonna see all of me and I'm gonna trust that. And, and know that on the other side of this is my freedom. On the other side of this, I will know what needs to be done 
Yesterday, I was sitting in a park with a client in here in Santa Barbara, which is where I live. And, you know, I asked her after the session, I said, how do you feel? And where do you feel it in your body? And she said, I feel relief. And she said, I feel relief in my, my upper back. And I said, what else do you feel? And she said, all of the tension that I've been carrying around since I was three years old in my stomach with all of my gut issues, I can, <gasps> I can feel that it's relaxing, right? And wow. so what's interesting about the work that I'm doing is I'm actually studying the relationship between the pain and the, the things that show up in our body or injuries that we even get in our body and how that's connected to these kind, this kind of work. Yeah. Relationship with money. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think of, I'll, I'll use my kids as an example. If there's, you know, something that they've done that they're not proud of and they'll make all these different excuses, you know, maybe it's something they, they did to their sibling. And when they finally come clean about it and, or not even come clean, but just say, I'm sorry and they take responsibility for it, they feel so much better. And like the whole energy changes. And it reminds me of this exercise too. When you actually look at something and face it head on, there's just, there's such relief in just that because you're now going, okay, I'm going to give this attention instead of brushing it under the rug. It's actually giving it attention and it just opens things up. That's exactly right. In fact, one of the things that I talk about, you know, in, in the work that we do, I often will uncover that there's repressed anger mm. and repressed anger can come through and boy, Summer, I've had my own experiences in that, you know, and this stuff goes all the way back. I mean, I, I think back to my childhood and how at, at the age of three, I walk, I watched my, my dad walk down the hall, the dark hallway right past me, you know, out the door without a word and out of my life and left my mom sitting, you know, on the bed next to the credit cards crying and he cut us off financially. And then, you know, at the age of 23, I'm being shut down in a sales meeting with one of my clients by one of their top executives. As I'm talking to 50 of their salespeople, you know, in a training, he's telling me that I'm not good at sales, even though the week before, I had just convinced Mazda North America to fully fund the rebuild out of their Mazda dealership. And then you, I fast forward to the age of 33 when, you know, I'm uh, running CEO, I'm running Nipmore Chocolate, which is uh, my the company that I co-founded with my business partner um, as CEO. And we find ourselves really growing and things are going well and, and so much so that we need to go get funding. Um, yeah. to, in order to go international, which we did. But in that very first investor meeting, we're sitting across the table, me being prepared, like I knew how we were going to spend that money, what our use of funds were, all of it, right? We were ready. We were prepared. And this guy was way more interested in telling my business partner that she was too skinny, that his wife was too fat, and that I was just perfect. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm trying to dismiss my business partner from the meeting. And and of course, we're walking away from that saying, yeah, no, thanks. But we took into you know, the next 
conversations and the negotiations ultimately with the the investors that became our business partners. And the voice of this is the best that we can do as women in business. Now, why am I sharing these three stories? Because we all have stories like this. Right. And, and, you know, I can be very justified in being angry and carrying that anger around, except that I have something to own in all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, it's easy to look at the little three-year-old Jennifer and say, well, but you don't have anything to own there. No, but yes, I do. Because, (laughs) Because I carried forward, you know, the vision of my father being this perpetrator and my mother being the victim. And that ended up shaping in the lens, becoming the lens of which how I related and looked at men and the, the armor, the defense mechanism that I put around me navigating in life and business. Right. So I had a I had to break that all down. The way that I had to break that down all down was by actually taking ownership that I did it in the first place and even seeing it and then the effects that it had in my life. So I had to take ownership of that. Or even in that uh, sales meeting with the client where I felt shut down, right? So I cut off, I felt cut off by my dad, shut down by, you know, this executive at this um, automotive group. Well, I didn't speak up. I just didn't agree with his, their sales tactics and he didn't agree with mine, but I just internalized that rather than actually speaking up and having a voice in that. And too right. often we allow ourselves to be shut down and we internalize that. We make it mean all this like horrible stuff, right? And then the 33-year-old, again, my business partner and I walked out of that meeting with that investor who's completely out of line. And we made an agreement that we weren't going to talk about that. Well, if we had actually talked about it and processed that and dealt with the effects and the impact that it had on us, we wouldn't have gone into that round of funding and undervalued. We wouldn't have been undervalued. There's no way, right? So there's so many ways in which we're, we feel cut off, shut down and undervalued in our lives. And yet we're allowing it to happen. And, and in fact, we're even inviting it in because we're attracting it based on the defense mechanism that we're operating with. Yeah. And, And so if we can actually take ownership then we can free ourselves from the trauma. So it's kind of like, you know, you hear, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be in relationship here? It's more like, do you want to be angry and carry that around? Or do you want to be free of your own trauma? Right. And be financially wealthy and, and free. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. When you, when you're working with clients, are there other things that you're looking into in terms of you know, measuring and tracking numbers and things related to money and revenue, or is it mostly a covering that energy block? No, we're looking at it all. So we're, we're looking at the revenue. We're looking at the profitability. We're tracking that over time. We're looking at things like work-life balance, confidence, all kinds of metrics, core cards, and even how the body is being affected. So what's happening physiologically, in addition to the energetics and the psychological and emotional, we go as far as giving anger a flavor. Like what's the flavor of your anger? Mine Mm. is Hulk. My sweetheart is dickhead. Um, (laughs) One of my clients, you know, hers is temper tantrum, right? So we all have our own flavor of anger. And when we can begin to track and understand those kinds of things and give them character and, and, it, it becomes less traumatic. It, begin, it begins to become something that we can step into a place of being an observer of ourselves, right? So we're tracking all of that kind of stuff. 
That is awesome. I love giving your anger a character. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so much that we could, we could go into, but I know that that's, that's the work that you do with a client. I I'm sure just the stories alone, I know that our, our listeners can relate to, I can relate to, I want to dive deeper myself. How can people, what are the ways that people can work with you? You know, there's two really great ways right now to work with us and go to jenniferlove.com and you can submit a questionnaire and it's going to ask you a bunch of questions and, and begin to help you even look at just even going through the questionnaire will give you some really good insight into yourself. And, and that will be a pre-qualifier to a, a deep dive money therapy session with me or someone on the team. And another great way is through our live workshops, either virtual or we go city to city. And that's a couple day workshop where, you know, you can come and really begin this process. It's not the deep dive that the, the one-on-one sessions are, but it's, a, it's the great next step in beginning to uncover what's going on for you. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, we will provide links to all of this in our show notes. So jenniferlove.com. Oh my gosh, this was, this is amazing. I don't, I'm, I'm so, I'm so intrigued by all of it. And the best thing is that I really just haven't heard somebody else again, going back to that, describe how healing your, your business and your experience with business can be with your own, your own self journey. And that's just so cool. And as I'm, you know, just my mind has been going as, as we're talking in, you know, how, how business has done that for me. And it's mm-hmm. definitely hearing the stories makes me want to dive deeper. So I'm, I'm so grateful that our listeners that you've shared this and that our listeners, you know, can have this as a resource. It's incredible. It's one of the most beautiful things. I think entrepreneurship can be a really amazing journey to personal growth and spiritual development. If, yeah. we, if we really let it be, if you let it be exactly. It's exactly it. Oh, thank you so much, Jennifer. So excited to finally see you again in person, hopefully soon at one of these, some event, a conference, something. (laughs) I know I'll see you again soon. Yes. yes. Wonderful to connect. I really enjoyed our conversation. (laughs) Thank you.